Alrighty, so uh, welcome back to the next episode of, uh, of Racing News. So this is the first one that Kyle and I have actually done where we're not uh, sitting together in a park or outside someone's house or whatever. We're actually at our own houses. So we're recording this externally. So um, yeah, hopefully it oh, sounds cool. okay. It feels, different. It feels different being by myself, just having you it through does. the computer. It does. We're doing this, as everyone's been doing their, their Zoom or their, um, their Microsoft Teams meetings with what's been going on with the restrictions and everything, we thought we'd give it a bit of a try as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully the sound is okay and hopefully it comes through as well as the other ones have done. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us again. Um, this On this particular episode, we're going to be focusing on a bit of a update for the GC50 um, because they made some announcements in the last couple of weeks, which are quite interesting. But, uh, Kyle, I thought we'd kick it off by just get, asking you a bit of an overview of your week. How did you go? What sort of a training yeah. week has this been and what are you focusing on? Because you're post, you're post 5K smash now, so... Yes. Are you looking to go lower or are you looking elsewhere now? Well, initially I thought I'd do that and then I'm happy with that and I'd move on to something else. But I kind of did the 5K and thought, oh, I reckon I might keep doing this for a little while. So yeah. I think the focus has still been somewhat similar, um, but I did a few little different things this week, which is kind of good. But we also had, we can finally go back and running groups again. So I've been able to get back out into an orang on my normal Monday morning one with the run at my GC physio crew. So yeah. that's been nice to kind of saying that getting up at 4 45 on a monday morning that's a bit of a shock to the system but that was nice to get back out and run with some people on a monday morning so i took the group out on monday which was good um and i've actually done a couple of sessions with luke kilborn who obviously people oh, know yeah. he's got the third fastest time on the goat loop so we've done a couple of workouts together um and we went down and did some some 1k reps on tuesday down at main beach um and luke's in good shape we found out yeah. he was running really well so we did six reps of that, which was quite nice. Luke was just off the back a little bit. Thought I'd throw that in there just that I got ahead of him, <laughs> which was nice. <laughs> is there something brewing here? Is, is, is Luke is, has Luke got something happening soon? There must uh, be. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw. He had a re- he did a five k time trial yesterday morning around the lake at Oxenford and ran sixteen thirty five. Which Jeez. so he's in good shape around that lake. There would have been about five and a half thousand people that he would have had to dodge as well. Yep. So yep. considering that, yep. you're probably taking another twenty seconds off. <laughs> for dodging everyone yeah. so he's in good form at the moment but i got to run with him on tuesday which was good wednesday we had our traditional wednesday walkers best run of the week yep. you came best down for that one as well absolutely it's good to be back running in a group as well so we always have good fun and good laughs jogging around up to main beach and we had a bit of an incident on that run i don't know if we need to go into but mr anderson got attacked by the largest moth i've ever seen in my life yep. which was extremely funny but we won't go like into details Jurassic moth, wasn't it, it was yeah, Jurassic it was, moth. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. So and poor Ando was screaming in the dark in the middle of the. Well, like he handled it so well, didn't he? As well, he handled like just calm. Was, and yeah, just exactly what you'd expect yeah. Ando to handle that. Like he, he yeah. was totally calm, very, very just getting it off him, nice and calm, not running around squealing, getting everyone else to do it for him. Yeah, but anyway, no leg flicks, no leg flicks in the air, not, no. Yeah, I know. He handled it very nicely. So anyway, that was probably the highlight of my Wednesday morning run. Yeah. And then Thursday morning, we had another group run, which is nice. Obviously, everyone's been doing everything solo. So it's been good to actually get out and catch up with everyone. We had the crew that runs from the lake at Oxenford on a Thursday morning. So I think you were out doing your run around the yeah. lake, something a bit different. But we had a, a really good group of us. Um, and, you know, a few guys who can run quite fast in that group showed up. And there was a bit of competition on one of the climbs, which was quite entertaining to watch. So Kane and Ando so- were off the front. Yeah, as I was driving out that morning, because I, I didn't run with you guys that that morning, but as I was driving out of Oxenford Lake, I drove past, and of course there was the two fifty pacer from the Gold Coast Marathon, the three hour pacer from the Gold Coast Marathon, and the three ten pacer, 
from the Gold yeah, Coast true. Marathon, all getting back in their car. I thought, my goodness, that's an, that's an incredible trio to have that's there. True. I didn't even think about that. And then you throw in maybe the best trail runner on the Gold Coast at the moment as well, and you know all the other guys that were there as well. Like it was an it was an elite group. group. And it was interesting. So Ando and Kane started taking off up this hill, and next minute Daryl said, "No, not having any of that," and just absolutely (laughs) sprinted, went straight between Daryl and Kane, uh, Ando and Kane, and sprinted up this hill like I've never seen anyone sprint before in my life. It was very impressive to watch those three guys battling it out up a hill. So we got a bit of entertainment in the group of us that sat back and did not run up the hill. Um, (laughs) So we had a really good run on Thursday. That was actually quite fun. and then what did I do? Friday, I did absolutely nothing. I was at work all day, so I took the day off, and that was actually quite nice. I've been trying to get yeah. at least a day off a week at the moment because I think – And that's weird no for you. Yeah, me, normally – got to run every day. Got to run yeah, every day. I, I normally do run every day. Like when I'm training for things, I try – yeah, I don't know. I just get into a good rhythm, and if I feel good, I just run. But I've been trying to get at least a day off a week at the moment. Just and Friday's my longer day at work, so I often try to get a bit more of a sleep in and, and go to work. Well, you are. And you are I've, over 25 now as well, so there's, a, there's, a, there's an aging old. process. I'm on the decline now, so my body's reached its peak and I'm heading down, so I'm just going to look after it a bit, a little bit more. I've got to be yeah. a bit more careful. Yeah. And then I was sitting, I was at work on Saturday and got a message from you about uh, Jack Gill's run in Narang on Saturday oh, yeah. morning. Yeah. So Jack went out and ran the impossible, which is five goat loops, and in the process took the crown for three loops, four loops, and five loops. Which, which was is you, isn't absolutely it? Absolutely incredible. Well, I had the five one, and that was my last yeah. crown on anything on the goat loop to do with the goat loop. So I had all these crowns to start with. We've been banging on about this for months, and as of Saturday morning, I'd officially lost every single crown. Which so what have you fun. lost? What have you lost in the last six weeks? You've lost single single well, loop. I had a single loop. I think I had the climb, the main climb, not the single goat loop, but the full climb there. I had the four, and I had the five loop ones. And as I said that morning, they, they were all gone. So, okay. So I was sitting at work going, oh, I was supposed to do a flat workout. I was going to do a bit of a threshold session Sunday afternoon. I thought, nah, stuff, I don't need to go back out to Narang and try and get one of these crowns back. So I was sitting there going, oh, no. did I'm you? Like, okay. Yeah. So what did you get? I was going, oh, so you don't know what I did. No, oh. I, I saw I saw some piddly 2K oh. thing on Strava around Narang. I was like, oh, I not do 2K. What's that about? And then that was my warm-up. That means I'm taking something oh, okay. seriously if I go out and do a warm-up. So anyway, I was sitting no, there going, I, I was going to go to a session and go do 2.0. And I was like, no, nah, I won't do that. I'll stick on the main goat loop. And I thought, I'm going to have a crack at two laps to do the, the man maker. Oh. So I did a little warm-up and then <clears throat> decided to have a bit of a crack at it. And I went through the first lap in 29.41 and thought, yes, I could be in a bit of trouble here and managed to do the second one in 29.51 and oh. ran 59.40 for the double. So you've so, got, I didn't know this. I did not know yeah, this at all. That happened yesterday afternoon. So I went and took my crown back, which I never had Jeez. that double one, but I've and got a crown again. Reckon, yeah, it's done. Project 59. That's what I called my run after you named it's it the done. week. It's done. So you can tick that oh, one off. That's a belated congratulations, but I don't <laughs> honestly and you'll you'll you understand why when i explain my week as well but um but yeah that just completely skipped through yeah there you go wow. well anyway i finally so you got, got, one that crown. Congratulations. I got a you crown, one, back, one nice. crown. So I've got one crown on the goat loop so <laughs> i'm kind of because it was hard too that second lap so i went back and looked at my heart i wore my heart rate strap because i was like i reckon i'm going to be working pretty hard here and i yeah. averaged 180 beats for the whole hour and i'm going okay i was definitely and it felt like that too so if anyone wants to go and take that one, they can have it. I don't think I'm well, ever you know, going to do that. You, re- you realize now I'm going to tag everyone in that top 10 
um, when, I yeah. put, when I put this up onto Facebook or Instagram, I'm not challenging I'm anyone for that. I'm not doing well, any I'm challenging. Yeah. I'm going to tag Luke. I'm going to tag all of those no, guys. I've told, I've told Luke. It was Luke's crown Luke. that I took. I messaged him after and said, sorry, mate, I took your crown. You're going to have to go out and go get it again. <laughs> no, you can oh, go well, for it. That's anyway, amazing. so that was my that was my exciting moment for the week that I decided so, I need to go back out and get a crown. What time was so, that? Then? What time did you go out? Four o'clock. I did that just, for, okay. just on sunset. Beautiful. Not many oh. other people out there. So, and that was the thing. I was running the second loop, and I knew that I was going to be quite close to thirty minutes for that second loop. And I'm like, oh, I really want to get that second lap under thirty, so I can get both of them back to back under thirty. Because yeah. if I go twenty nine forty one and then you know thirty oh five and break it, but the second laps over thirty, it doesn't look as good. So like pushing down that last hill going, I've got to get under 30. So I snuck under wow. that second lap. So I can tick that one off the bucket list. That Good work. 59 to 40. First, so, first one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then um, and then this morning, Sunday morning? And then a... It was it was Daryl Hill's final run on Run Down Under. So he had 15 yep. kilometres to go for Run Down Under. So I went out and did a little bit of an hour first, nice and easy, because I was absolutely cooked after yesterday afternoon, so it was not a fast run this morning. <laughs> and then a couple of us met up with Daryl, so Travis Island obviously runs Run Down Under. Uh, Henry Coombs, Ando, myself and Daryl went for a run and did 15Ks, just jogging up to the yeah. spit and back. And that was Daryl finishing Run Down Under. So wow. he was he was excited to get that done. Nice. So that was kind That's of a really big Yeah, overall, a, still didn't hit 100Ks. I'm doing a bit less volume at the moment, but... I had yeah. some good quality in there. I feel like I actually had a race yesterday by myself. So, And where are you actually on while we're talking run down under? Whereabouts are you now? Are you, I'm are you through Adelaide? 60K, no, I'm 60 kilometers away from Adelaide as of today. So yeah. I may hit it. I probably will hit it on today, Wednesday or Thursday, probably Thursday. Yeah. And, and what's your finish date? What's your, expect, what's your expected finish date? Well, my, <laughs> it's never going to be accurate. Answer the question. The question. Yeah. I'll probably like February next year, it reckons. But I think oh, it'll probably be this year, only because it's accounting for my three-year hiatus off Run Down Under. Yeah, okay. So hopefully by the end of the year, I'll finish. Before Christmas would be nice. But anyway, awesome. that was my week. It was good. That's a, that's so a good week. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm trying to string together those kind of 90, 100K weeks with some speed. So, yep. so far, yeah. so good. That's good, man. That's really good. Yourself. Uh, yeah, pretty standard week for me, just as much as I've been doing the other weeks. So... Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were just nice, nice, easy aerobic runs, like for an hour or so. As we said, caught up with you guys on the Wednesday down at Main Beach for Wednesday Walkers. We had the the moth incident with Ando. Best um, run on the Gold Coast, that one. Yep, best run Wednesday Walkers. Thursday morning, yeah. While you guys were doing your run around um, around the hills in Coomera, I've been going down to the lake because Thursday I've got to do. It's normally like a tempo run or it's a speed session, and so to do that uh, tambourine, you can do it up here, but it's it's hard to dial into a pace. It's hard to get a regular rhythm going because we've got the hills. So, um, so I head down to Oxenford and I had yep. um, three kilometer sort of intervals to do. So I had to do two 3K um, intervals at sort of, sort of tempo pace, just a little bit below half marathon pace. So that was good. So that really got the heart rate going up there um, with a nice warm up and warm down. I think it was 13 odd K, 13 and a half K. So that's always a nice one and you can get it done like within an hour, you get a you know a fairly good session within the hour there, um, and I've been enjoying it. Like I've really been enjoying that yeah, that harder so running just over the last yeah. couple of months. It's been good to watch. Dying Are you enjoying doing it by yourself, or do you feel like you need a group? Um, I have to I have to do them by myself because it's it's my weakness. Like I've got to get yeah. I've got to get used to particularly for race day when you when you by yourself. Um, and I'll get to that when I talk about Saturday night's run as well. But, yeah, I've, I want to do these by myself because I have to get used to running at that pace and holding that pace without anyone around. So uh, no doubt it's easier in a group, I think. But, you know, 
it's uh, but it's been good. And then Saturday morning, um, Teresa, my wife, she took uh, a couple of her friends out for their very first goat loop. So I sort of jogged around ahead of them uh, while they were running and hiking a goat loop. So that was good. So I got one in. Perfect. And then Saturday evening, I had a good run Saturday evening. I had quite an interesting one. My my brother who uh, lives up at Brisbane on the Sandgate course, he has a couple of guys up there who he runs with. And one guy wanted to go under 90 minutes for the half marathon uh, triathlete. And he hasn't really, you know, hasn't really run a half marathon properly. So Carl said, look, I'll, I'll pace you. And there was a few other Did people doing it. Do it on the bike? Well, they didn't know, and not in not in uh, not in tri suit. But um, well, so I said, yeah. oh, that'd be that'd be that'd be really good because I got ninety minutes on my program. So I thought, well, okay, awesome. I'll head up there and um and do the do the half marathon with him, and and someone else jumped in as well. So we we started at about five thirty. It was myself, my brother Carl, and this guy called Clive. But this girl turned up as well, who is who lives up there and is part of kind of that running scene around Sandgate Brighton, and. She's a trail runner that we've actually spoken about. And she's a trail runner right. whose name we have mispronounced so many times. <laughs> so, like everyone. I don't think that's the minority. I think that's pretty much the majority of people we talk about. Yeah. We don't get that. So who was so it? She, she shortens her name to Or, but it's, I think it's Orshield. And she's a Norwegian girl. And I pronounce her name as, as Ashield many times. Now, she's, she's won the short course or the long course for the Southeast Queensland trail running series through like September, October. November time and we've mentioned her a few times so to actually get to run with her was great so she was there as well so um so there's a group of four of us we ran single file about a meter and a half apart but we used the um we used the park run track at Sandgate so it was four laps of this park run plus a little bit more um and we started at 5 30 so it was dark so it was pitch black but you got a bit of lighting haven't you along the the foreshores of those sort of places and I tell you what, it was a lot of fun so the first lap I said to my brother if you do the first lap so Carl sat at the front and then uh, Clive was next and then Orr was third and then I sat at the back for the first 5K. And then as we came around the you know the turning point for the 5K, I came to the front and we all kind of rotated. So I did from 5 to 10 and then I went to the back again for 10 to 15 and then for the 5 to 20, um, I went to the front again. It was a lot of fun. It was so good. So we asked the guys what they wanted to run, We what Orr and um, Clive wanted to run. They said about that 4.12 411 so quite a bit under they wanted to bank a bit of time but gee they ran well they ran so well and they came in on about 127 high so really 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 good um they didn't fade at all but i tell you what what i noticed when i was running on the back of this group how comfortable it was to be at the back of a group of three or four people because all i did is i just stared at the feet of the person who was in front of me and i didn't think for like 20 minutes and you, I was I was checking my stride, so I was running up the back of the person who was in front of me, so I knew I was doing it okay. But then when you rotate to the front, it's a different game, isn't it? It's so it different. It makes you such a difference. Your... I noticed the same thing on that Thursday yeah. run. Not that we're running fast or anything, but as soon as you tuck in behind people, it's going, oh, this yeah. is actually quite easy. It makes a massive yeah. difference. And at, at the front, you're checking your watch, and you've got to make sure that you know, you're know you not surging and you're not, you know, all those kind of things. So I noticed how different the – even though we're running at the same pace – and my heart rate was the same. It just felt a bit more stressful and a bit more yeah. difficult being at the front. Yep. Um, so as we're coming in for the final part of the around through sort of 18, 19K, my brother said to the guys around the, and to, to Orr and to Clive, how are you feeling? Do you want to drop it again? And they said, yeah, look, we're feeling good. So I took it upon myself then to drop that 20th K 
And I made a decision. I thought, you know what? I'm going to drop this 20th K and then I'm going to finish at 20. I won't go the extra kilometer, but let's right. see what they've got. So I dropped that uh, 20th K down to about 340. Bloody and I tried to blow them up in the last kilometer. <laughs> well, and, well, and then my brother goes, oh, they haven't come with us. They haven't come with us. So <laughs> I then had to, <laughs> dropped it back. They ended up going through it. They ended up going through 355. So they've dropped it from 410 to 355. That's still impressive at that point of a run like that when you're working pretty hard to be able to drop that much. But it was a lot of fun. And I haven't paced. I've paced 10Ks a couple of years ago, but I haven't paced as informal as this and informal as this event was. I haven't actually paced two other people. And when you don't actually know them that well as well, it's it's a different ball game altogether, isn't it? But that ended my week. I did a nice 20K run then with a with 2K warm up, 2K warm down. So that was good. But it may it got me thinking like like you you obviously paced the three hour group at the GC marathon last year like what did what are your memories of that day like what do you what do you actually enjoy about pacing because it like I said it is so different to running on your own isn't it what are the things that you like about it well I like like I said I hadn't really done it prior to that Gold Coast marathon so I didn't really know what to expect like I knew I think once you, if you're pacing and you know that you can hold the pace and you know you're going to be okay to do that pace that kind of takes yeah. a lot of the pressure away. Yeah. Um, so I don't really recommend people volunteering to pace if they're not confident that they're going to actually be able to hold the pace that they're pacing. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed being around so many people. I don't, I've never done a run, even when I've done road races before, everyone splits up quite quickly. So yeah. to actually run with a group the entire way, I've never had a run like that ever in yeah. anything other than easy training runs with the group. So to be able to run for that long with that many people, I've had never experienced that. And there's probably a lot of people that haven't. If no one's paced before and generally does races and trains in small groups, they would have never experienced running in a big pack of 20 or 30 people for yep. a long period of time. So that was something quite different, but I really enjoyed it. Even even though obviously I was on the front of it doing the pacing, I had people kind of side by side with me versus everyone behind me as well. And there was obviously people yep. running just ahead of me at the same time. So yeah, I loved just being around people the whole way. It was yeah. surprisingly there wasn't as much pressure on it as well. And like you said, once you've got a group where everyone's running at a consistent pace, you tend to find that rhythm quite nicely with everyone. Um, yep. And it was, it was fun. I I loved it. Obviously, if I was running really hard and was one of the people that was you know just on the cusp of blowing up, then I wouldn't have been enjoying it as much. But yeah. I, I really enjoyed the pacing. Um, and I'll definitely yeah. do it again. I, I loved it. You can see why at the professional level, why they use those paces though. Don't, because like I, I learned last night when you, and I've done it through my own racing, when you sit at the back of a group, it's just so much easier. Like as soon as you know yeah. that you trust your pacer and you know that you do not have to worry about pace at all, all you have to do is follow yeah. someone that makes it so, so much easier. So yeah. you focus on those type of things that you spoke about that make such a difference when you're running, if you can get it right versus everyone just looking at their watch every 10 seconds wondering what pace they're on. If you take that away and you actually trust the person that's pacing you, uh, it makes it ridiculously easier. Yeah. It's a whole lot of stress that you don't even have to worry about. And you feel that, you know, when people are, when you run in a pack, you there is, there is an energy exchange, I think, between the runners. Like you feel so much more energy when you've got someone either in front of you or next to you or just behind you. Like it's, there's got to be an energy system working around two or three runners or five or six runners when they're all running together. Like it is an incredible experience, isn't it? When you're, when you're all in a similar stride as well and you're all, your stride rate's similar, it's, it's great. And Teresa, my wife, said last night when we came past each time, she said it looked phenomenal. She said the four of you were in a row about a metre, two metres apart. She said, but it looked choreographed. Like it looked yeah, right. incredible to watch. Um, as opposed to people running side by side to actually be running in a you know single line, 
she said it looked amazing and I got such a buzz from it. I got an absolute buzz from it. And just, you know, when knowing every time that we came in when my brother finished his lap that I had to come in and as I'm coming into the last two or 300 metres, I was ha- I started to move around the outside from the back to the front so that when we did the hairpin to go out, out on my lap, I was already at the front. So even just that exchange of going, okay, well, now my brother passes the baton to me as the pace runner. Now I've got yeah, to do my job. Cool. That is cool. You know, um, it's a different experience. And, I think people, everyone should kind of, I reckon everyone should kind of give it a go at times, even if they've got friends that just want to go out and run a certain run at a certain pace. Well, give them a hand yeah. if you know that you can do it. Have a go at it. And yeah. it's actually quite rewarding. It's something people don't often do, but it's something a little bit Absolutely. different. But that's really cool that you got to do that. So yeah. it's a good way so to that was, good um, your week. Yeah, that was my week. And, you know, I'm not, not doing a huge amount of Ks at the moment. I'm, I've dropped it, you know, 30 odd Ks compared to what I was doing beforehand. But I'm, as I said, I'm loving it, I'm getting some good quality. So, I'd like to have a bit of a crack at another 5K within a week or two and, you know, look at even at the 15K and, you know, all sorts of different things. So, um, yeah, see, I think like, like you said, I think this is the perfect time and that's something I just wanted to touch on is this is the perfect time to always go, okay, this is what training I would normally do. Dial it back a couple of notches because yep. the amount of people that have taken this as – and there's people that are quite experienced that are going to get away with it, but there's a lot of people who've taken this chance to really try and up everything at the same time and they're breaking down, and it's, this isn't the time to be testing all the barriers right now. This is the time to yeah. kind of get a really good consistent base. Yeah, you can try some things new if you don't do hills, you know, go out and do some hills. If you don't do faster stuff, do some faster stuff, but don't try and do everything at once. Yeah. At the end of the day, races are going to come back in you know, three or four months. Really, that's the time you want to be kind of peaking if you're going to do races. So yeah. I think it's something, we've, especially in the clinic, that we're seeing a lot at the moment is people trying to do too much at the moment. Um, yeah. And people just need to be a little bit careful. So keep consistent, Absolutely. but don't do anything too ridiculous at the moment. Just thought yeah. I put a note in there on that. No, it's a good tip. It's definitely a good tip. But um, as I said at the start, so the reason we wanted to do this podcast uh, was really to talk a bit about um, GC50, who've come out in the last sort of two weeks, haven't they? They made a couple of announcements, some exciting changes. We we know the GC50 is one of everyone's favourites on the coast. It's it's it the start of December. It's kind of the big final race of the year. Um, it's got something for everyone. It's an absolutely brutal event. And I think for me, when I came back into running in my early thirties, after having, you know, 13 years off what I would consider proper training, um, the GC 50 was one of the first races that I did. And I'd done a couple of half marathons at Gold Coast. And then I saw the GC 50 and I thought it's the end of the year. I'll have a bit of a go at it. So I jumped in the 30 K and thought oh, it's only nine K further. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. And I tell you, I remember cramping that day in the 30K because I hadn't allowed for the heat. I hadn't allowed for, you know, the fact that it was an extra nine kilometers. And I I ended up limping home. So my, my <laughs> I don't think you're day, alone there at GC50. I reckon every no. single person that listens to this has probably got a story of something very similar happening yeah. in that race. And I was, an, I was a disheveled man at the end of it. Like I was cramping and just, uh, just dehydrated and completely, completely underestimated this race. But um, there's been some pretty big changes, haven't there? So do you want to go through the, the course changes as you know them? Yeah. So obviously this race has always been an out and back, a single out and back course starting around Broad Beach, initially heading down to D-Bar in the early years. That kind of was brought back to Kira in recent years. Um, but this year they've changed the course now. So we've got two out and backs for the 50K. So it's a 25K out and back. And we're starting yeah. at the southern end of the coast down at Coolangatta, not at Broad Beach. Mm. And I obviously there's a few people just going, oh, I don't like it because it's different because we've always run from Broad Beach south first. That's just the way it's always done. But obviously yeah. given the 
popularity of the event, the amount of people that are running it, like we're getting over a couple of thousand people in the whole event. It just kind of outgrew the area we were in. Obviously, they didn't have road closures. So to get to over 2,000 people running along hedges and yeah. not having roads closed and then trying to cross roads, you know, it was just probably becoming too big for the event. They needed to make a change. And yeah. the course they've kind of changed it to now is going to allow them to have bigger numbers, nowhere near as many road crossings or anything like that. I don't think there is actually any road crossings. So they've made a course now where they can probably grow it even more um, mm. and they won't have to limit the numbers as much. So the course is now starting down at the just past the boardwalk at Kira on the point at Kira there. There's a big grass park there. So yep. that's where the race precinct is going to be, which is a big area. So obviously that's going to be a big enough area for everything. Then the yeah, course Queen, is going uh, to Queen Elizabeth Park. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So the course is now going to go all the way through to the Pirate Park at Palm Beach, similar course yep. to what we ran on last year, but it's obviously the opposite direction. Get to the Pirate Park at Palm Beach. If you're doing the 50K or the relay, turn around, follow your footsteps back to where we started. And then on the way down, you just go a little bit past the where the start line was to go to Greenmount, turn around the yep. footpath and finish in the park. <clears throat> and that obviously is 25. The 50K will continue straight through the finish shoot onto their second lap. The relay will then change over there. And the 30 and the 15 obviously have shorter turnarounds. I think the 30K turns at Corumban again. I think it's a similar spot as it's been in the past. So that'll be quite well, it's actually going to be, I mean, well, for people that have done the 30, it's going to be a completely different course because they've never gone further south than that turnaround yep. ever. Yep. So it'll be a completely different new course for anyone who's never gone longer than the 30K. So that'll be one positive. Obviously, it's different. Obviously, the other disadvantage is that everyone's got to travel down to Cool and Gatta. The people that live down that way will be thinking this is great yeah. um, but obviously there's a lot of people on the coast who live kind of broad beach and north who are going to have to travel a bit further down but i don't think that's going to be a big issue i think people are going to be happy to do it um and but the like other said, it's, it's outgrown its early days i mean it, it used had, to it be it used to be a white white line a bit of chalk and a bit of paint in the, on the on the ground at um just north of Currawa surf club there in broad beach and that was the go that was the start sign just where one yeah. of those you know those uh concrete enclosures are those brick enclosures that are down Broad Beachway, that was the old start. So it has boomed. Um, so, yeah, it can take on more people, can't it? And I think, yep. didn't the Gold Coast Marathon last year, they took out the hedges part? Is that right? Well, the they marathon? didn't take it out. They just made it, they obviously we only ran back north on hedges. So you yep. still ran on hedges. They didn't close hedges. Um, that change was purely made so that they could accommodate more people into the marathon and not okay. have everyone going up and down hedges at the same time so they could run wider than two or three people wide. So that's why they yep. made that change. And they, obviously close that road but with this race not being not closing hedges um it just it became too many people right near the start line running up hedges that's bad enough on a normal weekend day when there's no race on let alone putting two thousand people up and down it um so it just got to the point that something kind of had to give yeah so what do you think the positives are then of the change from from broad beach down to coolangatta what are the things that you like about it I think the like the start finish area being like the view of the beach at that point like that's such a nice part of the gold coast probably the nicest part of the you know, the beach on the Gold Coast, the views are spectacular and the beach is right there. Obviously, the beach was right there at the old start-finish line, but it's a much nicer view, that park. So the start-finish area, I think, yeah. will be good. It's going to be a nice, quite nice area. There's some shops and everything around there, like the old one. Um, it's going to be way faster. I think that's going to be a big draw card for a lot of people who come down to try and run a time or beat their PB. Um, yeah. So I kind of went and had a look at the old elevation on the old course and it was around, obviously the GPS does some funny things, but taking into account that it was around 50 metres of elevation per 25. Yeah. Um, and the new course is going to be around 20. So okay. it, it's really flat. 20 metres over 25 Ks is absolutely nothing. So yeah. the course is dead flat. 
we don't have to cross any roads as well, which is massive. That section last year, all the way along Palm Beach, we had to cross about 20 roads yes, in that yeah. section because we couldn't go on Jefferson Lane. That whole bit, it's taken out now, so you don't have to cross any roads there. You don't have to go over the hill at Burley. Um, yeah. So it takes out a couple of those little hills as well. Um, so the course is dead flat and it's really fast. So I think that'll be a big plus for people. There's aid stations every three kilometers as well. So regular aid stations, a dead flat, really fast course, not having to worry about crossing roads and getting traffic in the way or anything like that. Um, I think that's a massive plus. So other than the fact that it's moved location down to the south end of the coast, the actual course itself, although it's been, it's different, you're going to see the start finish area, your crew probably more often as well. People that yeah. have crew go and see them down at the south end of the coast just because it's so far away. Um so that, there'll be big positives for it. I think there'll be some really fast times run on the course. Well, I, th- I think as well the fact that you don't have to run 25 kilometres with either the wind in your face or the, or a tailwind is a yeah, massive absolutely. as well. I mean, so you're running, what, 12 and a half? I've got that right. Yeah, 12 and a half out, 12 and a half back. And, and then, then you, just, you, you repeat that for the 50. So, you know, if there is, you know, occasionally they can be a pretty howling southerly, can't they? At that yep. time of year, um, if there is a, a pretty strong southerly blowing, then you, you're only in that for 12 and a half before you turn and then you're out again. So yeah, it breaks it up I, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, when you do run with a with a tailwind there, it can get quite hot. So again, you won't have to run for a couple of hours with potentially no breeze in your face, cooling you down, those kind of things. So yeah, I, I the think the issue with all of this stuff, though, is what we've discussed is now for relay people, because in previous yep. years, whenever it was southerly, the person that got to run first, it was cooler, but they generally had to run into a headwind. Yep. The person who ran second, it was warmer, but you got the tailwind. Whereas now, you do the exact same course. One person just has to run later when it's hot. and One yep. person gets That's to right. run cooler. So That's there'll right. be a lot more debate on who gets to go first and who has to go second in the relay. That'll be the one well, change between you, the relay teams. I, I can tell you for a fact, if we're, going, if we're making a relay team again this year, I will have been training at 500 metres elevation. My ability to handle a humid temperature won't be as good i'm going to have to give the hot part of the day to the guy who lives in the lowlands well, which you i'd argue that your elevation training is going to put you in good stead <laughs> for coming into the heat i think physiologically that's what's going to happen you're going to just you know that acts like heat training i think you're going to be absolutely ready to dominate everyone in the heat and i'll get out there first get us off to a good start and then you can bring okay. it home okay, I think okay. Like a great you have to give me a fair big, fairly big head start from those other guys or, but, um, or we might have a race on the goat loop to decide Okay, fair enough. Or I could just do what Adzi says and just train in a jumper, just just yeah, acclimatize, train the jumper. Okay, done. Right around it. Um, Glad we got that out of the way. Yeah, but apart from the positive, like what do you see then as the negatives to this? What are people going to say? Well, yes, all those things are great, but GC50, it belongs in Karawa. What do, what do you think are the possible drawbacks to them moving it down there? Well, obviously, like this race has got a lot of history. It's been around for a long time on the Gold Coast, and there's a lot of people who are like, nah, that is this race. This race is a single down and back, starting up at this end of the coast, running down to D-Bar and coming yep. back, and it's always been like that. So there's always going to be that pushback when they change the course as drastically as they have, but I think yep. you give it a couple of years, people are going to be more than happy with it. Um, the other drawback as well, I suppose, for the 50K is I don't think people are going to like coming past the finish line at halfway and then having to go back out again. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I think mentally there's a lot of people that rather just always be heading out and then as soon as they turn around, they're heading straight back to the finish line versus getting to nearly halfway and seeing the finish line and having to run straight past it and head off again. Um, and think- and was that part of the the brutality of the race was the fact that it was 25K out and then 25K back? It wasn't, it wasn't a short loop. It wasn't broken up. It was just a long stretch turn and then a long stretch home. Like, was that part of the draw of, you know, the, the old guy? So, yeah. 
That's right. And you and I think the other thing people liked is you get to see the whole Gold Coast. You see so much of the coastline. You yes. get to go all the way from Broad Beach right down to the southern point of the coast. You get to get that whole coastline view the whole way. So I think people like covering that much distance along the beach as well. You get to see so much of the Gold Coast, whereas yeah. this obviously gets that back to only half of the, the amount of time you get to see. So I think for the people that have done it lots of times in the past, there'll always be kind of, you know, it won't feel like it's the same because it's so different. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone will get used to it. Give it two or three years, no one will remember and everyone will love it. So I don't and, think and there's going to be too many issues. Do you think the records will stand? That the, They will hold them or...? They're comparable, uh, aren't they? Really? They're, I, they I think they'll, they'll, they'll be comparable. I don't think they'll reset the records or anything like that because at the end of the day, the, both the courses are flat. It's the same distance, the same type of year. You're starting at the same time. I don't think that all. I don't think that will be an issue. I, you know, there'll be some people that say, no, it's a completely different course, new records. Well, at the end of yeah. the day, it's the same distance, same type of year. You're running on the same areas. It's just, it's just changed. So, yeah. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll reset them. I'm, I mean, I'm excited by it. I, when I saw it, I thought that is that looks really good. That it, it's a new location. Um, I think you'll get a bigger crowd there. I think the fact that we come past the start finish will be awesome. Um, I think people, you know, this, from the spectator point of view, it'll be great. And like you said at the start, it gives gives us a chance to grow this event even more and more and more, um, which of course is what we want on the Gold Coast. We want our events to be great. We want them to bring in people from around the country as well. And I think this this will do it. Well, and the other positive on that note as well is that they're kind of turning it into a bit of a two-day festival given that yep. they've actually put the 5K race on the Saturday afternoon, which I really like that. So it's yep. a 5.30 p.m. race, 5K race at the same area. It's a 2.5K out, 2.5K back, which is going to be a really fast course as well for a 5K. But yep. for anyone that travels up for it and stays down that end of the coast, there's so much accommodation and they can make a bit of a weekend of it. You know, if people have yep. kids that want to do a 5K or teenagers or one yep. partner wants to do the 5K and then crew for someone in the longer races – They'll be able to do that now because the race yeah. the 5K is on a different day. So I actually really like that idea of, of kind of making it a bit more of a weekend. And it might yeah. make a few of us go and stay down there for the weekend. Like Absolutely. If there's stuff on on the, on the Saturday afternoon, everyone will go down and watch that, go for a run and then stay there the night. Like what yeah, I think do. so. A lot of people go up to Brisbane for the you know, Bridge to Brisbane things or up to the sunny coast for the Sunshine Coast Marathon, make a bit of a weekend of it. I think there'll be a lot of us that probably head down that end of the coast and make a bit of a weekend out of it. So I think that'll be a positive. I think everyone will kind of enjoy that. Yeah, and there's a kids race on uh, Saturdays. Two kids races. There's a three k and a one and a half k, and then there's the five yep. k. And I think it said in the in the info there that there's going to be live music on the stage, sort of in the afternoon. You know, as the sunset. So it's yeah, it's going to become a bit of a festival, isn't it? Which is yeah, which is awesome. Which is awesome. It's what we want. So what um, we need. that's right. I, I so I did say to you, didn't I, when that came out? Are we we're going to go in the relay again? Because I think we should. Why not? Well. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's your title. We have we have to defend the title, but I'm I'm the one who's standing on loose ground here because there's there's plenty of other runners who can jump in, take my spot, and almost guarantee you the the victory in the males only relay team. Whereas I've got well, a we won the males only relay last year, so why not back it up again? No one beat us last year. <laughs> I'm happy to defend. We might win the category for the fastest podcast hosts in GC50 relay. They should make, we'll make our own category. They should make that. So um yeah, I mean that, there's our GC50. We wanted to have a bit of a chat about that, didn't we? And um. Yeah talk a bit about the changes obviously so you guys might know a bit about it already but um yeah there's the changes for 2020 so kyle before we go what's um what's on the calendar for the next couple of weeks we're going to talk goat loop in the next podcast and we'll talk a bit about the actual date for that yes because we've had a thousand people asking us what date we're going to have it um and we are just being mindful of the restrictions aren't we that's the reason we haven't set a date yet because we we just want to make sure that this is falls within the 
recommendations by you know, the governments um, and that we do it the right way. So yeah, next podcast will have the goat mania date on there, but what's coming up for you? Um, much of the same for me. I'm not doing anything too different. I'm going to keep doing, I'll probably have a bit of a down week this week because I obviously after what I did yesterday, that was almost a race effort for me. So I'll probably have a fairly comfortable, easy week. I'm not, I'm feeling good, but I think this is exactly what I was talking about before when the often what everyone does is they feel really good. They push really hard. They're feeling amazing. And they just keep pushing, thinking they've got to push more and more. And within two or three weeks, they've got an injury. So I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to have a bit of a easier week this week just to let everything recover and feel good um get back into a little bit more speed probably the end of this week or next week and then potentially have a crack at another 5k or a 3k or something different and you know but yeah that's pretty much what i'm up to what about yourself uh same as you i've i've been doing a fair bit of more intense workouts and so i I looked on um a program this week i'm just using the strava training programs i'm finding them quite useful and um it only had one really hard session and I've been mulling around this afternoon about whether to do two, but I think, you know, as you said, you, there's a tendency to go too hard when you start feeling good. And I know that my calves have been a bit tighter, you know, in the last week or two. So you've got to be careful of that. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to get too excited, do you? That's, I think that's smart. Exactly what you should do. Cause I think what most people do is they keep pushing until they don't feel good. They like You're going to get to the point if you keep going that you're not going to feel good. So don't just keep doing more and more and more because you're going to hit a breaking point. So if you're feeling good, just go, okay, everything's going well. Let's just get another week in like this. Let's not just keep pushing yeah. the envelope every single week because that's a recipe for an injury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, yeah, it'll be yeah just an easy aerobic week. Probably Thursday will be my you know, another couple of tempo efforts. I, can't remember. Yeah. I think it's got one. I think it's got one mile tempo efforts on there, so they'll be quite good. Five or six of those, and yeah, chip away at it. Yeah, nice. Keep doing what we can. But um, yeah, next next podcast we'll uh, we'll talk goat mania on the next one. That's it. So uh, well, get as many people to tune in. So yeah, have a great week, everyone at home, and uh, yeah, we'll be following you on Strava as much as we can. And uh, yeah, shoot us a message with anything that you come across and any interesting topics you want us to talk about as well. That'd be great. Beautiful. We'll chat to you soon. Chat to you soon. See you later.